very good evening and welcome to Saturday Sport Classified on Manx Radio, Crystal Clear, DAB and AM 1368. Here to bring you your weekly roundup of all the sporting results across Manx football, rugby and hockey over the next hour or so. So let's get you started with all the classified results from today, Saturday the 18th of November 2023, starting with football. The Canada Life Men's Premier League. Air United versus Corinthians postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. St John's United versus St George's postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. Russian United 4, Braddon 0. Peel 1, Laxey 0. Douglas Royal 0, Ramsey 3. Moran versus Union Mills postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. In DPS Limited Division 2, Governors Athletic 2, Colby 5. Ramsey Youth Centre and Old Boys and Nil, Castletown 7. Jims versus Onken postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. Douglas High School Old Boys versus Maloo postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. Paul Rose United 2, Douglas and District 4. In Canada Life Combination 1, Corinthians 4, Air United 2. Braddon versus Russian United postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. Laxey 3, Peel 1. Ramsey versus Douglas Royal postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. Union Mills 3, Moran 3. In DPS Limited, Combination 2. Colby 3, Governors Athletic 3. Douglas Athletic 5, Foxdale 1. Castletown 1, Ramsey Youth Centre and Old Boys 6. Onken versus Jims postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. And Maloo versus Douglas High School Old Boys postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. And now the results in Manx Rugby for Saturday, the 18th of November 2023. The Regional 2 Northwest. Crew and Nantwich 39, Douglas 18. In Isle of Man Friendlies. Vagabonds 0, Ramsey 12. Vagabonds 7, Southern Nomads 0. Ramsey 24, Southern Nomads 14. And now to the Manx Mixed Hockey Leagues. The Mixed Premier League. Vikings B4, Ramsey A6. Valkyries A2, Castletown Celts 2. Vikings A3, Backers A5. Backers B2, Harlequins A5. In Mixed Division 1. Backers C2, Castletown Southerners 3. Castletown Camags 2, Vikings C3. Valkyries C2, Valkyries B6. In Mixed Division 2. Backers Colts 0, Castletown Cushags 1. Ramsey Ravens 1, Valkyries D3. Vikings D13, Vikings E1. In Mixed Division 3. Ramsey Rookies 2, Castletown Cosney 0. Harlequins B7, Backers D1. Harlequins C5, Castletown Carrick 1. The Mixed Under-15s League. Harlequins 3, Backers A1. Valkyries vs Castletown Sharks awaiting result. Backers B vs Castletown Sabres awaiting result. And Ramsey Rogues and Rascals vs Vikings awaiting result. Those are your classified football, rugby and hockey results here on the Isle of Man for the 18th of November 2023. 
Well, let's start taking a look again at uh, the footballing action that's taken place across the Isle of Man today. Several games, as we've mentioned, already affected by what was some quite harsh weather conditions on the Isle of Man overnight. But still, plenty to see out on the pitch today and plenty to talk about as well. And it seems high time he's uh, hightailed it back from covering one of the games over at Bala Fletcher today. Good evening, Tony Mappham. Uh, good evening, Rob. And uh, yeah, quite a few postponements um, giving us a little bit of a problem with uh, you know, the Railway Cup, but we can, you know, tweak with that. It just depends how the results go uh, next week, but some interesting scorelines. Indeed. Well, we'll just start by uh, mentioning again, if you just missed it, the three games that were postponed in the Canada Life Men's Premier League, all due to waterlogged pitches, and they were Air United versus Corinthians, St John's United versus St George's, and Moran versus Union Mills. They will be rearranged in due course. But there were still three games that went ahead in the Canada Life Men's Premier League. We'll start out at Croit Lowy, the game between Russian United and Bradham. Russian United starting to find a bit more form over the last few weeks after a challenging start to the season. Meanwhile, Bradham, after what was in some in some areas a positive start right at the start of the season they've started to find the going tough in the last few weeks and uh, they've found it difficult against their uh, Croit Lowry Russian United another good result for them today Tony beating Bradham by four goals to nil Yes, yeah, a great result and uh, climbs them above Laxey in the league table as well because a uh, great performance by uh, Aaron Hawley. I won't uh, name his age, but I will say that he plays Masters football and he's uh, sort of leading by example and uh, a hat-trick for him. So that's uh, a good uh, sort of shift for him in that uh, 90 minutes. And Joe Reed got the other one. And Joe's uh, proven a good goal scorer for uh, Russian because that's his, what, third, fourth of the season, uh, scoring all important uh, goals. But as you rightly say with Braddon, and it's not panic stations when you look at the league table. It's so close down the bottom four, bottom five places. You don't expect uh, Laxey to be there at the end, but the rest of them are all battling for points. And, um, you know, Braddon have got so many good young players in there. They will get better as the season goes on. But at the moment, clinging on. And, um, you know, hopefully the res- uh, results coming up uh, over the next uh, few games might just lift them out of that uh, danger zone where Braddon uh, are sharing that sort of uh, challenge with Moran, Uni Mills, Douglas Royal, and you'd even put St George's in that as well. Well, if we're talking about Braddon there, you may not, from their side of things, help them, although it's beyond their control that the likes of Douglas Royal and Moran, for example, have started picking up a couple of points in the last uh, couple of weeks as well. So uh, for Braddon, where do you think the, the points are going to start coming from again for them, possibly? Well, it's just um, it's one of those. They've already done it this year, haven't they, where they beat uh, St George's and, you know, six goals. That's what they've got to do. They've got good goal scorers in there. Uh, but it's just, um, you know, keeping those uh, clean sheets if they can. And that, that's proven a problem for them. But, um, you know, Will Smith's a great coach and they've got a good team around them. And it's just a question of uh, developing them because they've come from Division 2. They're in the Premier League now. They're in mixing it with the big boys. And when you look at uh, Russia, they're one of the top sides, OK? They've had a tough start to this year. But 4-0, isn't it hammering? OK, it's a comfortable victory for Russian, But, you know, they're still sort of chipping away, and I'm sure those performances will come. And for Russian United, an- another good result for them. And uh, Aaron Hawley, well amongst the goals again, been in great scoring form for them already this season. And uh, Russian United, well, it was a tricky start for them. Some people wondering, you know, just what you know, why weren't the results coming? What's been the difference in the in the last few weeks that 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 form has really started to pick up for them? Well, I think it's just a question of getting uh, used to how each other plays because there's new players who've come in, new managers come in, Andrew Moody, and he, he's got vast experience. So it's just getting over to them in the training sessions and in the game sort of plan, if you like, to uh, say where they want to go. And um, again, they've tightened things up at the back 
Um, I don't know what the uh, team was today, but Dean Kearns, top goalkeeper. So, um, you know, if they're sort of conceding too many, it's that sort of uh, wall in front of them that needed to uh, tighten up. So whether they've changed things around, uh, we'll, we'll look at the team sheet uh, in the week. But uh, certainly today, good performance by them. Uh, goals, uh, you know, scored by a bit of a Russian legend, if you like, in Aaron Hawley. And it's all going to plan for them at the moment. Well, we'll just have a brief interlude. We've got another hockey result in. Thank you very much. It's finished in the mixed under-15s league. Ramsey Rogues and Rascals 4, Vikings 2. And still two other results to come in from the mixed under-15s league. We may get them in the, the next few minutes or during the show. We'll wait to see on those. If we do get updates, we'll let you know as soon as possible. Back to the footballing side of things. Peel up against Laxey. Laxey touted at the start of the season to potentially be pushing towards the top. But uh, results and consistency not quite going their way recently. Meanwhile, they came up against the Peel side. Defending champions, of course, as we've mentioned already this season. And uh, Peel after a bit of a tough start by their own high standards uh, toward the start of the season. They've really started to pick that up and today uh, getting another three points on the board today just about up against Laxey. Peel 1, Laxey 0. Yeah, and that puts them in the hat now for the uh, Plum Properties uh, Railway Cup uh, semi-final draw when we get that done. Uh, but today got a bit of a, an honest match report and it was uh, Premier League uh, Peel 1, Laxey 0. Lee Gale it was who scored from the penalty spot after 10 minutes. Perhaps there might have been a more emphatic victory if Lee had not uh, put a second penalty wide after 16 minutes uh, so uh, tough uh, day for him in that uh, period but a game where defences were the winners Peel struggled for fluency in the second half and Laxey put on lots of pressure in that uh, 93rd minute Brody Patience um, took out Lewis Moran and received a second yellow card so another suspension coming for him and unfortunately Lewis Moran uh, retaliated and he too got a red card. So both teams finishing off with 10 players apiece. We spoke about um, the games going into today with uh, Paul Moran on uh, Saturday Live earlier today and I remember reciting the fact that when I spoke to uh, Matty Woods after the game that clinched Peel the title last season and what, what, what he believed was one of the, the keys to Peel's success last season was even when they weren't in top gear, they were still grinding out results today. It sounds like it hasn't been all their own way up against Laxey today, but still grinding out three points. That's a that's a gritty result, would you say, for Peel? Yeah, it's a good result because, uh, you know, Laxey, uh, don't be uh, hoodwinked by their position in the league uh, because they're a very good side and for whatever reason, um, the results haven't been uh, coming in for them but I'm sure Johnny Palmer the manager of uh, Laxey's read the right act to his uh, players this week and uh, just expected a little bit more from them because uh, you know on paper they're a very very strong side but uh, Daniel Bell you know he's uh, mixed it around nicely with that uh, Peel side and when you look at uh, some of the young players that are coming through I look at Scott Horn is he done uh, Sam Kenyuk who I think over the last uh, you know, season and a half, if you like, we're coming up the halfway stage this year, uh, has looked uh, tremendous at the back with uh, Luke Doherty. So, you know, it's all looking well for them. And Owen Dawson in goal, I thought was tremendous last week against uh, Ramsey. Uh, he did everything right when they needed him. He was there. And that uh, could be a big, big difference for them because it's now starting to uh, sort of look uh, like a two, three horse race, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, some areas have dropped points, but still in there. But Ramsey looking strong, Peel looking strong, and now United are still undefeated. And coming back to Laxey, as, as you've alluded to there, so plenty of quality players in that in that Laxey squad there and high expectations maybe going into into this season. So maybe from, from those you've spoken to who might have an insight into this over in the Laxey camp, you know, where where is where is the balance not quite right that means they're just not getting the results at the moment to match the expectations that were there at the start of the season? 
I think um, probably the balance is that uh, the players that they, they need at times aren't there. Jordan Cooper's one. Now, Jordan Cooper uh, has been around for quite a while and he's not particularly old, but he does seem to sort of uh, pick up injuries or, you know, whether he's got work commitments, I'm not too sure, but disappears. And this season, he really started well, scoring lots of goals. And uh, suddenly Jordan's injured and he's not available. Ryan Gartland... Needless sending off he got against uh, St Mary's. Ryan Gartland's an Ireland player, uh, so they've missed out on him. Uh, Tom Creer's been in and out, but now he's left. Uh, so it's been a bit of a struggle for them. But, you know, I just uh, look at Adam Elan as well. as missed a few ga- uh, games, so they needed him in there for his experience. And the rest of them, you know, when you look at Tom Cowan, Tom Kenny, they're good players and uh, they've just got to keep going. And uh, Glenn Walker, a good goalkeeper as well. But it's that confidence. We keep saying about that. It's like in any sport. Uh, if you've got that confidence, then you just seem to have that extra bit of energy, don't you? And a bit of stride, more strides in it. But they haven't got it at the moment. And, you know, they slipped down the table again today with Russian going above them. Brief segue once again into hockey. We've got another result in in the mixed under-15s league. That's just come through. It finished Valkyries 3, Castletown Sharks 5. So just that, Valkyries 3, Castletown Sharks 5 in the mixed under-15s league today. Back to the footballing side of things and back to the Premier League. Douglas Royal up against Ramsey today at Bala Fletcher. Douglas Royal may be looking to try and build on what's been a little bit of a better spell from them in recent weeks. Meanwhile, Ramsey, after that home defeat against Peel, which they may have been disappointed about last time out, two of the sides vying towards the top of the table looking for a bit of response today the northerners in this strong season so far for them today and uh tony you were at this game particular day, so i won't take any thunder away from you <laughs> but it finished douglas royal nil ramsey three well i have to be honest within two minutes i thought douglas royal were going to take the lead because um dominic mccarry brennan uh, ball threaded through to him and he, he he's a good finisher uh, but it didn't happen for him today because uh, the goalkeeper james rice was there and it was as if it was uh, two outfield players the defender was just shadowing him with his legs and by the time uh, dominic decided what to do he put it uh, to the left hand side which was disappointment for the team but then you know the the goal that uh, sort of broke the deadlock in the game was jamie agnew playing against his old club and uh, the Ball played through to him and Jamie and the goalkeeper were sort of racing out together and uh, James Lowry unfortunately mistimed it completely and uh, the ball f- f- ran free. Jamie was there and slotted it past to make it 1-0. Second one, same scenario, Dylan Pickles who was substitute today. Dylan had come on and uh, James uh, had the ball, he kicked it out, it hit uh, Dylan Pickles and went into the back of the net. So 2-0 it is, so a lot more secure then. But then he changed things around, Darren Hudson who signed for uh, Ramsey this morning um, came off the substitutes bench and it was a great ball from James Agnew on the right hand side and uh, Darren Hudson just opened the left foot put it past the keeper to make it 3-0 and secure it was uh, Carl Watson had a chance uh, towards the end of uh, the second half but you know Douglas Royal just couldn't do much about it they didn't play badly it's just that Ramsey took their chances and actually you know if Royal today had taken their chances it would have been a lot closer but it didn't happen Looking at Ramsey then, as we mentioned that defeat last week, um, a good way to bounce back. And I think you mentioned you were down there as well, that uh, Jamie Corlett was back in the squad today. May, p- may have picked up a slight knock mid-game, but also Charlie Higgins wasn't present for them today. And we we know that of his uh, goal-scoring exploits when he has been playing for Ramsey this season. But he wasn't with them today, uh, Jamie Corlett, into the squad as well today. But Ramsey, um, even without someone like Charlie Higgins and his goal-scoring abilities there today, uh, getting the job done and looking pretty professional once again. Yeah, it was a good job. And I thought, uh, again, you know, Changed it round a little bit. I don't know what Anthony and uh, Anthony Cooper and Adam uh, Hudgens uh, 
reasons were, but Dylan Pickles uh, last week was um, put on the bench. He came off the bench and okay, he got a goal. Uh, but um, Rob Morton as well, I thought did all right on that right-hand side. And uh, he was on the subs bench today. But uh, yeah, Jamie Caller, don't know what happened there because it looked as if he limped off at the first uh, at half time and then came back on. And then um, it just didn't seem right for him. So after 10 minutes they, or 15 minutes, they changed him round and uh, Matthew Montgomery went in the back and it didn't alter things at all because James Rice really wasn't tested, the Ramsey goalkeeper today. But Jack Gilbert's got over that hamstring problem. He's come back in, so that's a good outlet for them down that right-hand side. But I just think if Charlie Higgins had played today uh, and down that left-hand side, then that might have just created an awful lot of opportunities for uh, Ramsey but you know Darren Hudson's a good player he'll score goals uh, but uh, Ramsey will be happy that puts them on 25 points that qualifies them in the Railway Cup Another brief segue into hockey we've just had another result in as well it's the final result we were waiting for in the mixed on the 15s league it's finished back as B14 Castletown Sabres nil. we'll get some reaction hopefully with our hockey correspondent Ben Cunningham later in the show to take a look through all the results today and what's been a big day for Manx Mixed Hockey today league titles and relegation battles all taking place today we'll see how they all unfolded as well let's head back to the football then so let's take a look then at the Canada Life Men's no we've had just a look at the Canada Life Men's Premier League need to turn the page over that's what i need to do <laughs> dps limited <laughs> division two now some interesting connotations this weekend the uh, unbeaten league leaders foxdale without a game today as were michael united uh, just a little further down the table uh, also pushing for those top spots so this has given an opportunity at the top of the table for the likes of castletown and colby to try and start making up a little bit of ground on foxdale up at the top today and we'll start with one of those colby away at uh, governor's athletic today and colby they've taken their chance to uh, close the gap now as well colby beating governor's athletic by five goals to two yeah tremendous uh, performance in the end by uh, Colby it was a bit tight at one stage and uh, you know Governor's Athletic are doing well against these top sides now aren't they and they got Michael coming up shortly uh, but today uh, the first goal was scored by Carl Hickey got another one uh, later on Maddie Castain got one and Paul Whitley with a couple of goals there for Colby for Governor's Athletic uh, Kyle Jackson uh, got a goal and Mackenzie Parker got the other one but uh, Governor's Athletic buzzing I know they've lost Rob 5-2 but that's one of the top sides in DPS Limited Division 2 and they're running them so close 5-2 they did it with Castletown you know fair play to them and just on that, earlier in the game, it was uh, Governors and uh, Colby were locked in a 2-2 draw for a little bit of a while before Colby just f- seemed to find that extra clinical edge to take the points there. But um, Governors Athletic, we spoke last season about how, how difficult a campaign it was uh, at times for them for, for different reasons. But that, that fighting spirit was always there from last season as well. And it really is there. And you, like you say, although they may have come away you know, empty-handed from those two games against Colby and Castletown, there seems to be some positive signs there for them. Yeah, there's some really good uh, performances in the first half and then the second half, they seem to be letting it slip and this is what's costing them points. You know, when you look at it, they've played 10 games now for four points. Uh, so they're next to the bottom, but their performances are probably better than their league position shows. Um, so credit to them because, let's face it, over the years, uh, whipping boys is the wrong word, but a team that's had to work really hard for any points and it now just seems to be coming together quite nicely for them the combination had a good result today as well so credit to everybody there that's making it work but I do think that the average age is helping them Rob because that was one thing uh, uh, Carl uh, Hunter told me at the start of the season the age band has come down an awful lot and they signed some really good uh, young players through and uh, it's helping to gel together with the more experience 
watch this space, I guess. Exactly, definitely. As well, but a good result for Colby again today, closing the gap at the top. Well, the other team that we mentioned trying to close the gap at the top today was Castletown, making the long journey up to the north to Ramsey Youth Centre and Old Boys, uh, who themselves have certainly got it in their locker to uh, trouble some of the big boys at the top. But uh, Castletown, not only a professional, but an incredibly clinical performance today up north. They'll be very happy with that. They also closed the gap towards the top of Division 2. Ramsey Youth Centre and Old Boys nil, Castletown 7, Tony. Yeah, and if my sums are right, they've closed the gap big time because they've gone top now because those seven goals puts them on a goal difference of uh, 21. Uh, Foxdale are on 20, so uh, it's been a great uh, day for them. They played a game more than Foxdale. Uh, they've played uh, a game less than Colby, so it's getting really interesting. But then look down at fourth, Michael are just loitering. We've played eight for 18, but uh, certainly today, Danny Lane was the star. He got four of the goals, Alex Crawley, Team sheet uh, without a goal scorer of Alex Corley's name on it. Uh, never looks right for uh, Castletown, but he's done it today. Fingal Watterson got one and Ash Egan. I'll bet you that Ash Egan's was a header. Uh, because he's good in the air, Ash, but great result for Castown, 7-0. I've actually seen footages of Ash Egan's goal, and I can confirm it, it is not a header. Oh, it's not? It was not a header, it was um, a rebound from a corner that was half cleared, and he just rifled it into the bottom corner. With his head? Uh, no, not with his head, <laughs> with his feet. I couldn't I couldn't say just off the top of my head whether it was left or right-footed just at this moment in time, but it was definitely with his feet. Did see the footage on uh, social on media him. out there. Good on him. But uh, yeah, Castletown, um, seven goals again today. We know the firepower that Castletown have got going forward. They struggled to break down Foxdale last week as well, but if that is going to be of a big help to their goal difference in that chase toward the top, and it seems like the three or possibly four teams vying for those top two spots as it stands, you know, when it comes to later in the season, if it is still that close, that goal difference could probably come in handy if, if Castletown continue this goal-scoring run. Yeah, definitely. And we've been talking about it, haven't we, that um, we're quite impressed with the Foxdale's forward line. You know, the three up there are looking really good. Uh, but uh, Castletown, I've got like three centre-forwards who all, you know, vying for that number nine shirt. And um, that's the one where they could have a few problems with it. But, you know, Danny Lane, when you look at him, really good player, good goal scorer. Nathan Cardi as well is in there. And Alex Crawley, you know, they, they can mix it round a little bit. And, you know, Gary will get the best out of that team. But, you know, Division 2, DPS Limited Division 2 is looking really good because when you look at the teams that are up there and, and clubs that have, have tasted uh, Premier League before, Foxdale, Castletown, Colby, Michael United haven't, but being Division 1, um, it's real good going. And then don't forget about uh, Onken, because Onken have uh, you know played less games than the rest, but they're the team that were relegated. Now they're the team that are going to push to try and get to the points that they can off the other teams around them and try and uh, get that championship one. Speaking of Onken, uh, they were uh, part of uh, two of the games that were postponed in DPS Limited Division 2 today. So just a reminder, the uh, two games postponed, both due to waterlogged pitches in Division 2 today. Jims versus Onken and Douglas High School Old Boys versus Malou. There was another game taking place in DPS Limited Division 2 between two sides really looking to try and get some uh, some points on the board in what's been a challenging season so far. Paul Rose United hosting uh, Douglas and District and uh, Douglas and District coming out on top in this one by four goals to two, Tony. Yeah, they were. And I think uh, Paul Rose took the lead after 14 minutes from uh, Callum Dunn. He got a second on. 88 but obviously since then uh, Douglas and District have got four goals Steve Mulhern with one, uh, Daniel Stewart Clegg got a goal, Richard Radcliffe uh, from uh, the penalty spot and uh, Bert, uh, Ben Hall sorry, got the other one so that's a cracking result for Douglas and District and uh, Dave Matheson has mentioned we're up to 8th now Tony after a slippery uh, sort of start to the results but uh, they're coming good now and uh, really pushing on against the teams around and Governors Malou, Jims as well 
And for Paul Rose as well, a tough start to the season. I think it's fair to say if you're just looking at yep. face value with points-wise, at least. Uh, what positives can they take, not just from this game, but what's been going on already? They're, they're, they're battling away. They've given Douglas and District a run for their money at times uh, during this game as well. So um, where, do, where can they see the light, I guess? They've just got to keep uh, chipping away because uh, it's been a tough uh, season and a half for them last year uh, and half a season this year. But, you know, they've got a great committee there that work hard. Um, I believe the changing rooms um, that are sort of being hoped to be build, it's, it's starting to move on a little bit. So that's good news for them. And they get a side out every Saturday, which is, is not a problem for them, which is great. Their next step is to get a combination team next year, and I'm sure the boys are working hard on that one. But, you know, today, again, you know, it's played in good spirits. Um, they've just missed out. They took the lead. Callum Dunn's a really good uh, young player coming through. And uh, they've just got to keep challenging the teams that keep coming up against them and try and get the points away from them. Very well. Let's take a look into the combination leagues then. Canada Life Combination 1, a couple of games postponed there too. Uh, Braddon versus Russian United postponed due to a waterlogged pitch and uh, Ramsey versus Douglas Royal also postponed for the same reason, due to an unfit pitch. But uh, three more games going ahead. We'll start over at Bala Fletcher. Corinthians 4, Air United 2. Yeah, there's some roaring going on here and I can see why it was uh, happening because um, two 16-year-olds scored all the goals today and uh, Connor Clark uh, started off. He got the first one. Not too sure have got um, Air's equaliser but then uh, I think uh, Corinthians got a second one and a uh, bit of a story to this one because uh, Caleb Higgle, he's uh, 16 years of age this week, so he's only just been able to register for senior football and in 10 minutes scored a hat-trick. So what a player he's going to be by the sound of it. Phil Dunnigan uh, got one for A United to pull it back to 2-2, but uh, Caleb had uh, done the damage, so well done to him. Uh, great performance uh, all round and um, a lot of good young players coming through, but the goalkeeper, Nigel Moody, not too sure about that one. <laughs> Moving on, Laxey versus Peel and Laxey, their first team beaten by Peel, but Laxey getting the upper hand in the combination leagues. Laxey 3, Peel 1. Yeah, if you text us through, please, 166177 uh, for Laxey's uh, scorers. Uh, but uh, Peel, Karen Christian, there's a top uh, class player in his day. Still a good player, I'm sure, as well. Uh, got the goal there for Peel. 3 1 it was to Laxey. Entertaining game over at Gary Moore as well between Union Mills and Moran. Uh, the points shared, three goals each, Union Mills three, Moran three. Yeah, right humdinger, wasn't it? And uh, Aaron Mitchell with two goals for Union Mills. Kai Stevenson uh, got the other one. And for Moran, it was uh, Ethan uh, Reddy, I think it is. Uh, Mikey Collister got one. And Hingo Hughes uh, got the other one, 3-3. Three, three. Before we move on, uh, I don't know if you've been crunching the numbers on this one as well, but over in uh, Canada Life Combination 1, do we have what the permutations are right now for, for the league as it stands from today's results? You can do. We can look at uh, the top four and uh, St Mary's, uh, I wouldn't say run away with it, but uh, the six points clear uh, at the moment. But uh, with Union Mills dropping two points today, that's they've played the same games as St Mary's now with 21 points, as uh, St Mary's have got 26. Then you've got uh, Ramsey, have uh, played eight for 19. Air United um, slipped up today. They've played eight now for uh, 19. And then Russian are the team that we've got to keep looking at. They didn't play. But uh, certainly the other teams uh, at the bottom, Corinthians, that puts them on uh, six points. So they go uh, ahead of Braddon in that uh, combination one. So at the top of the table, it's all to play for. 
Very well. And DPS Limited uh, Combination 2. There were two games postponed here. Just a reminder, Onkin versus Jim's postponed due to a waterlog pitch. And then also postponed due to a waterlog pitch was Malou versus Douglas High School Old Boys. But three more games that went ahead in DPS Limited Combination 2, starting with Colby and uh, Governor's Athletic. And we spoke of just about a 3-3 draw. This was also uh, similarly entertaining. Colby 3, Governor's Athletic 3. Yeah, well, I haven't got uh, Colby's goal scorers, if you could please, 166-177. But for uh, Governor's Athletic, Jordan Birchall got one, Kevin Farragher uh, got the second and James Milner got the third goal for Governor's Athletic. And then Douglas Athletic against uh, Foxdale today. Foxdale's first team, as we mentioned, weren't in action Division 2 today. They're combi side in action today. Tough result for them, though, today, and a good one for Douglas Athletic. Douglas Athletic 5, Foxdale 1. And uh, Lee Ford on the score sheet again. uh, Two goals for him last week, three today. Richard Foden as well. There's a blast from the past. Good player. And Rob uh, Blecken's goal got the uh, other one. Good result. Haven't got Foxdale's goal scorer. Uh, Cal Wade, uh, Foxdale's goal Cal scorer Wade, in that yep. one. So, uh, yeah, just to throw that in for you there, that Cal Wade Thank getting you. the goal for Foxdale today. And uh, Castletown versus Ramsey Youth Centre and uh, Old Boys. Uh, Castletown's first team, big winners over Ramsey Youth Centre and Old Boys in Division 2 today, but a role reversal in DPS Limited uh, Combination 2. Ramsey Youth Centre and Old Boys with a very uh, commanding victory themselves today. Castletown won, Ramsey Youth Centre and Old Boys 6, and it was all about one man today. Oh, it certainly was, wasn't it? Uh, Ross Crawford, it was. Uh, used to play for gyms and uh, playing for uh, Ramsey Youth Centre now and, um, you know, he's more of a defender but uh, maybe playing centre-forward now because six goals for him today. Well done, Ross. And Ash Hansbury it was who got the other goal for uh, Castletown. Ramsey Youth Centre, no boys, six, Castletown one. Those are the results across the board today in the Isle of Man Football Leagues. And just a reminder uh, as well today, as well for those who missed it yesterday, NWCFL Premier Division FC Isle of Man's fixture at uh, Colne today was postponed yesterday. That due to a waterlogged pitch over at the Norrie Stadium. That game will be rearranged in uh, due course. Well, uh, Tony, let's just have a quick look back uh, towards the Premier League. We've already yep. mentioned it a couple of times uh, so far, but just so uh, people can get a bit of clarity on it, uh, the Plum Properties Railway Cup places still up for grabs here. Air United and P have now guaranteed themselves places but two more spots up for grabs with the games being postponed today um, how many weeks do you think we still have in terms of fixtures still to be played uh, until we have a very clear picture of who those other two teams will be right we've got one in Ramsey are in Uh, they've got uh, 25 points so they're in now the two I'm looking at is uh, St Mary's are on 23 played 11 and uh, Corinthians have played 10 for 18 Corinthians play St John's next week but the game today was postponed against Air United so if they beat uh, St John's and St Mary's get beat by Air next week and that game's going to be a belter next Saturday uh, St Mary's against Air then I would need to play the Air and Corinthians game but if uh, St Mary's and Corinthians if the uh, results go sort of against them St Mary's could be that fourth team so at the moment we've got Air United, Air United sorry have played 10 for uh, 30 you've got Peel have played 11 for 27 and then you've got Ramsey who have played 11 for 25, and I think Ramsey's last game to complete the halfway stage of the season is Moran. Um, so it's all to play for, but that uh, game, St Mary's against Air, that's at the bowl next Saturday. And if we look at this to the same period that we were in last year and j- just happened to be that uh, uh, the weather and other factors, uh, there was so much disruption left, right and centre that meant uh, the uh, the Railway Cup was moved toward the end of the season. We're in this position. I don't want this to be the broadcaster's curse. I want to put that on record. But we are close now, as you've said, to uh, getting the Railway Cup potentially um, on board and on track maybe yeah. for, uh, for, for the semi-finals and then the final possibly uh, December time. So um, if we are to get those games 
all done and dusted and we do have those four, is, is the plan still remaining to potentially have that Railway Cup final on Boxing Day? Definitely. Uh, we've booked the bowl, so uh, it's got to be. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Um, the way I see it is that uh, next week completes the halfway stage of the season. Then on the 2nd of December, uh, we've got the Railway Cup semi-finals, the Plum Property Railway Cup semi-finals. But um, if we do have a problem um, with that uh, Corinthians and Air game and we have to play it, that will be played on the 2nd. Um, you know, will we do the semi-final draw? I like to have the four in the hat um, on semi-finals, if we can. Sometimes you can't um, when you look at uh, some of the competitions. Uh, so we might have to just shuffle the pack around a little bit. But uh, certainly at the moment, that is the plan. But it'll all hinge next week on what we have to do with the games uh, where we've got uh, St John's and Corinthians and we've got also uh, St Mary's against Air United. And just to revisit a point that we briefly covered last night as well over on Friday Sport Preview with the, the Cup competitions. Uh, new sponsors secured this year. We've mentioned uh, Plum Properties sponsoring the Railway Cup this year. And Manx Quality Sheds now coming on board for the next three years to support the, the Hospital Cup going forwards. And the fact that local businesses, um, even though they have changed at times over the years, yeah. they're, they're still coming on board to offer their support to uh, Football Association competitions. What does that mean to the FA? It means everything. Um, you know, I'll just look at one. I know we had the conversation last night and don't want to repeat myself but um, they're big competitions uh, the Railway Cup the Hospital Cup um, they're huge in, in the Manx football calendar and to me the best day of the Manx uh, football calendar is that Boxing Day uh, when I think back over the years of uh, you know the finals that we've had and how it goes around it's just a fitting day everyone's had a, a great Christmas day and then they move on to Boxing Day and it's a sport day isn't it and um, the premierships are on all sorts of games and you've got the uh, you know Railway Cup uh, f- uh, final on and it's just a brilliant occasion I think right the way through but just you know, financially, sponsors know or probably don't know what a massive part they play in all sports. Come away from football, we look at rugby, you can look at uh, netball, everything else. You look at that netball competition last week, you know, it's absolutely brilliant. I kept an eye on it right the way through on social media. And it's just, you know, all I can say is thank you to all the companies that, you know, sort of sponsor any thing to do with sport because you know it costs a lot of money and you look I look at football you know we have to um, you know look after facilities clubs do and everything and it all sort of filters through to help them to keep their subscription down but um, you know it's just great to see these companies coming through and, and signing up for three years just gives us uh, a, an opportunity to relax a little bit not have to worry about that and uh, when you look at Canada Life I go back to them 2019-20 with COVID and um, we couldn't find a sponsor for women's football and um, you know Sean Vicky and, and Dan there just said do you need any help and you know we've got this uh, women's here could you help us at all and they came in and helped them sponsored them through the Ireland Games you know these businesses across the board are so so valuable to sport and just to pick up on another subject as well, and uh, just for those listening out there, we are looking to uh, link up with uh, Dave Christian and Ben Cunningham to get the lowdown on today's uh, rugby and hockey results uh, shortly as well. Hopefully we will have that coming up in the next few minutes. But uh, Tony, just to revisit a subject that, again, it's a big debate over over the summer and uh, efforts were made by the Isle of Man FA, but uh, the, uh, the situation with uh, refereeing levels across the Isle of Man and uh, there were other referees brought on board, some of them at the junior level, to then bring them into the uh, to the senior game. And... From the FA's perspective, uh, whether it's yourself or someone else in the uh, the organisation, likewise, week to week over the past few weeks, how has the situation been to get enough officials to get these games going? 
uh, spot on. Uh, you know, everyone's doing a great job. Paul uh, Hoskinson's doing a really good job. And also when you look at, um, you know, Kevin Maitland as well in the office, he just keeps it all uh, nice and, and running. Uh, the new referees that have come in have, have done a really good job. Uh, they've, uh, you know, just climbing up the ladder. And, you, you know, the, some of them have done games that, you would have to wait maybe a year, two years to do. So it just shows you how good they are. And um, I don't know his name, I apologise, but I watched the new referee uh, referee in uh, today, uh, Corinthians against Air United. And it was a little bit um, sort of challenging at times, I would think, with some of the tackles. Uh, but he dealt with it well. The book was out and um, massive respect. And, you know, that goes a long way. And the good thing about it is is the younger referees are sort of uh, coming in and, and doing a really good job. And, um, you know, I was talking to Jane Ann Doyle this morning and, um, you know, she's a, a lady referee and, you know, going for, you know, level five, that's uh, some going. Uh, that's high qualifications and it's great to see. And just because the season started doesn't mean they can't come back in um, and, and start refereeing now. So anyone who's thought about it, come away from it, fancy a chance, then just get in touch with the FA and we'll guide you in the right direction of how to do it. Because we are in that situation at the moment, aren't we? That it's uh, usually just uh, you know one official in the middle. Um, just just in terms of numbers, it's not av- always available to have say uh, to, to 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 assistants out yep. on uh, each opposite flank. So I mean, um, if we're looking at numbers going forward, um, would they have to rise significantly to be in a situation where you could have say hypothetically um, every game in the top flight have three officials in one game? Um, we've seen it. Um, we've seen uh, a look at um, Liam Thomas, who refereed last week uh, on his own. Ramsey against Peel, tremendous. Um, okay, the goal at the end. I know Lee Gale's probably looking at it and thinking that was a goal, but he couldn't do much about that when this uh, stanchion inside the goal hit that and came back out. But he couldn't see it from his angle. But like today, you know, Douglas Royal against Ramsey, we've got three officials on there, and it does help. And just towards the end, Rob, I'm watching that. It was a good position, and Anthony Quayle gave a de- or flagged for a decision to Peter Greenhall. Um, Peter hadn't seen the flag go up, but I just thought, I know what he's flagging for here. It's going to be a free kick to uh, Douglas Royal, and they think he got it right. But then you've got comments coming from the side. OK, they're there, they're watching a game of football, that's right. But then the referee spotted it, gave it, and gave the right decision. It's so much easier with linesmen. Some people don't want a referee, but might want to do a line. We'll, we'll, we'll train you. We'll train you at the FA. There's so much skill set in there. We just need the people to have the enthusiasm and take it up. Is maybe one of the aspects of it, the promotion as well of what's there. It's not just a, we'd like to encourage people into the game, but trying to let people know we, we do have these structures in place to give you all the training and guidance you need. Yeah, I think it's one of those as well, Rob. They don't sort of uh, get you qualified. I think it's six games, is it? Something like that. And then you're okay to crack on. They have mentors with you. They have mentors uh, as much as they can going through. And, you know, they'll come back with, you know, positive sort of, um, you know, things that they have to do because they've got to accept that they're learning the game. And I know speaking to sort of Caleb Maraby, who's, who's one of the new referees who's come in, and he said the help that he's received is immense. And he's just going on leaps and bounds and at times when he makes a decision it's an awkward decision um he feels guilty if he's he's got it wrong but we're human beings we get things wrong uh, and that's why it's just at the moment i think we're going in a good place and we want it to continue uh, because when you look at uh, when you've got referees of nearly 80 and 70 years of age refereeing that's great to have their experience in there but how long can they continue we want the young ones in there well, Tony, thank you very much. I know we've covered so many different aspects as well as the results today, but uh, as always, your time is uh, hugely appreciated. Thank you very much, and we'll be catching up with you again soon. 
Manx Radio Sport. Well, I think it's fair to say we've covered everything all matters football there today with the results and the uh, talking points that are within the uh, local game over the last few minutes. But now it's time for our attention to turn to rugby and a busy day on Ireland today has seen three teams involved in round-robin friendlies as part of their preparations for their upcoming Cheshire Plate and Bowl competitions. Meanwhile, Douglas, another tricky test for them in the regional two northwest today away from home at uh, Crewe and Nantwich and hopefully we can now catch him on the other end of the line. Uh, Dave Christian will hopefully have the lowdown for us on all the games that have been taking place today. Good evening, Dave Christian. Yeah, good evening, Rob. Uh, Douglas derailed at crew, I'm afraid. Uh, it's the final game of uh, three against the top three sides in Regional 2 Northwest. And I'm guessing that uh, at least my expectations were, weren't brilliant for Douglas going into it. They may have had a little bit of more confidence after the close result against Bowdoin last week. But uh, it's finished with a 39-18 defeat away this afternoon. Uh, which is terrible uh, bad luck for Douglas. However, the good news for them is is that run against the three top sides is now over and uh, their next fixture, uh, they've got a week off next week. They have a game on the 2nd of December against Winnington Park, who are, I'm going to say, fellow strugglers. Uh, Douglas are currently in 10th place in uh, Regional 2 Northwest and uh, Winnington Park are only just above them in the standings. Uh, Winnington Park have played uh, 10, lost, uh, played 10, won three, whereas Douglas have played 10 and won two. So not too much to choose in between the two teams. Even the points difference, Winnington Park minus 34, Douglas minus 54. Uh, for Douglas this afternoon, two tries for them, so no try bonus point. And it was um, Guy Barons and Liam Kirkpatrick who both went over for tries. Lucas Simmons converted one and added two penalties, but uh, not quite enough to uh, to put Crew and Nantwich off. They are in the top three for a very good reason, and uh, they have fixtures to come against Birkenhead Park and Bowden, and uh, will really fancy their chances for promotion come the end of the season. Uh, I had a quick uh, look at Counties 4 ADM before I look at those friendlies. Uh, today's results, the only one that was really going to affect Vagabonds was Colin and Nelson, who are above Vaggers in the table. They were due for a home fixture against bottom side Blackpool. Uh, that game was postponed, so there is no change at the top end of the table. Vagabonds still in third place. Uh, they are four points behind Colin and Nelson, although they have played one more fixture. Uh, Vaggers still without a fixture now until the 9th of December when they go away to the league leaders, Ashton Underline, who have played five and won five. So big game there for Vagabonds coming up. Uh, this afternoon, we did have those friendlies. Vagabonds looking to fill a gap in their fixture list. The other two sides, as you rightly say, Rob, uh, looking for build-up before their Cheshire Plate and Bowl games next week. Uh, it was Ramsey who came out on top this afternoon. The games were only friendlies. They count for little. However, what bragging rights there were uh, headed back over the mountain tonight. Ramsey beat Vagabonds 12-0 and Southern Nomads 24-14. And Vagabonds won the third game of the afternoon, 7-0 against Southern Nomads. In the opening fixture, tries from Brendan Atchison and Nathan Robson secured the Ramsey win against Vagabonds. Atchison converted one of those two tries. 
In the second game, Vagabond's veteran Darren Thompson scored the only try against Southern Nomads. Cam Finley converted that for the 7-0 win. And that was actually a ball stolen by Darren Thompson from a uh, Southern Nomads line-out. So uh, fair play to Darren, who actually took his rugby kit off and put his refereeing kit on. And he refereed the final game between Ramsey and Southern Nomads, which turned out to be the highlight of the afternoon. Uh, Ramsey led early on, try from Brendan Atchison, who, who else? Uh, Rob Crane, though, equalised for Nomads, and Mark Young's conversion gave them a 7-5 lead, which they held until the final 10 minutes. Two quick tries from Ramsey, though, one from Nathan Robson and one from who else? Brandon Atchison, and he converted both of those, saw Ramsey go 19-7 ahead with five to play. Django Kinley hit one back for Nomads close to the end. Mark Young's conversion made it a five-point game with the Ramsey lead now 19-14. Uh, but the final play of the game, I think, and I'm only guessing here at the moment, it was Nathan Brew who went over for Ramsey's try uh, to just secure the win. Not that it meant much, it was a friendly fixture anyway, but uh, great preparation for Ramsey. The only worry for them this afternoon was an injury, uh, looked like a thigh injury for fullback Joey Callow. Uh, he uh, was involved in a collision on the ground. Two players sliding in for the same ball, and uh, Joey Callow came off worst. He's back on his feet and uh, smiling afterwards, uh, attributing his uh, injury proneness now to his uh, new haircut. But uh, he says he's going to grow his mullet again and all will be well. So he was in uh, good spirits despite having to leave the field. Hopefully he'll be recovered in time for next week's uh, away fixture against Moore in the Cheshire Plate. So fingers crossed for a speedy recovery for Joey. Uh, that sort of rounds off today. Uh, we've got uh, next week uh, Cheshire Plate and Bowl action, uh, but with all teams playing away. I think we've got Western Vikings away at Aldershaw, uh, Ramsey are away at Moore, and uh, Southern Nomads away at Nutsford. But that's to come next week, Rob. Dave Christian, thank you very much, as always. Manx Radio Sport. Well, a big day again today in mixed Manx hockey as uh, league titles and relegation battles still to be decided going into this weekend across the respective divisions. Plenty on the line in plenty of games today, so uh, plenty to digest from the different results that have been happening across the Isle of Man today. And therefore, for the first time this evening, it only feels right to bring him in. He's been waiting very patiently over the last few minutes. A very good evening to you, Ben Cunningham. Good evening, Rob. Good to speak to you. Sorry I can't be with you in the studio. I've uh, spent the day in Ramsey. I've had to help umpire and I've also had a good game today, but we'll talk, talk more about that later. But yeah, some big results to talk about. Indeed. Well, let's dive right into it. Let's look at the uh, the mixed Premier League and two games that many people have had their eyes on. One of those, the an earlier pushback, 12.35 QE2 in Peel. The league leaders, Valkyze, up against Castletown Celts. And Valkyze, knowing how they won today, it had put them in pole position to uh, try and get themselves crowned mixed Premier League champions. But it's not been all their own way today. They've been held by Castletown Celts. Valkyze 2, Castletown Celts 2, Ben. And what do we say? Every week, week in, week out, never rule out a Castletown team. And Castletown have done it again. They've proved a shock and they've made things really interesting going into the final weekend of the mixed leagues. Uh, Archie Cox and George Powell for Castletown Celts. And then for uh, Valkyries, it was Ollie Webster with both goals. 
Well, Valkyries led both Vikings A and Backers A, who played each other today, by two points going into this one. Vikings A and Backers A, either side would have to win, really, to give themselves a chance of trying to catch Valkyries in the final game of the season. And between these two rivals, Backers A have come out on top once again over Vikings A. It finished Vikings A3, Backers A5, and that puts Backers to within one point of Valkyries at the top of the table. And Ben, Valkyries and Backers both face off next week. What a game that's going to be. That's going to be an absolute cracker and we'll be trying to make sure we cover it for Saturday Live because I'm sure it's going to be an absolute thriller. Uh, backers, though, they've come out on top against uh, Vikings A. Uh, Andy, Andy Whiting with three goals, Elliot Reid with one, Jamie Brown with one. And I'm just looking to see if I can find the Vikings goal scorers. And they were Sarah Blackman, Alex Andrews and Tom Burrows. So it's all between Valkyries A and Backers A for the mixed Premier League title next weekend. That's uh, That looks like a cracking game, as Ben says. The other game it's in the mixed Premier League today was a 5 past 2 pushback over at King Williams College. Backers B up against uh, Harlequins A and a good result for the latter today. Harlequins A beating Backers B by 5 goals to 2. Yeah, great result there for uh, Harlequins uh, A there and... That should, in theory, keep them in um, pretty much safety. However, they do have to play Vikings B next weekend. Looking at the scorers for that game for Quinns, it was Alfie Swales with two, Rachel Milton with one, George Ratcliffe with one, and Oren Blakemore with one. And then for backers, it was Carl Moore and Sam Franklin. And last but certainly not least in the Premier League this week, uh, two sides toward the bottom of the table. Vikings B took on Ramsey A at the NSC in the early pushback, 5 past 11 today. Ramsey A knew they had to get a result to avoid relegation today. And what a result it's been for Ramsey A today in a thrilling game at the NSC. Vikings B4, Ramsey A6, Ben. Yeah, and uh, I was talking to a few people up Ramsey who came from the game uh, to Ramsey to support uh, Ramsey playing in Ramsey and they said what an absolute thriller of a game it could have gone either way and uh, Ramsey have pulled it off and they've kept their chances of staying up alive for Ramsey it was Nat Smith with three Sophie Cos uh, Crossgrave Alex Neal and Jan Kane and then for Vikings it was Alex Andrew with uh, three goals and I think Mia Greenwood as well but that is correct, I'm not yes. too short on that, yeah. I'm not too sure on that one, but a bit weird, the message. But yeah, Alexandria, we've definitely, definitely free. And Mia Greenwood, we've got there. Indeed. Well, yeah, thrilling game there. Let's move into mixed Division 1 then. We'll start off with the uh, the early pushback there, 12.35. Back of C up against Castletown Southerners. And Southerners trying to make up ground on Valkyries B after losing out to that Valkyries B side last week. And uh, Castletown Southerners getting back to winning ways, but they were made to work for it today. Back of C2, Castletown Southerners 3. Yeah, they really were made to work for it. And that... That means this uh, this division goes into the final weekend and it could be decided on goal difference. So a big, big thrilling weekend we've got coming up next weekend. Uh, for backers, it was Craig Lease with two. And then for Castletown Southerners, it was Eden McCubbin, Helena Allen and Dan Robbins. And then there were two games pushing back at five past two. One of those over at Castle Russian High School straight after Castletown Camags two, Vikings C3. Yeah, and for Camags, unfortunately, that means they have been relegated, but they put up an absolute sterling effort. And uh, for Castletown, it was Alistair Ledridge and Robbie Vaughan. And for Vikings, 
it was i i'm scrolling through messages rapidly i don't know have you got it handy there rob we don't have those at the moment so if anyone out there um associated with viking c has any details on that in the next couple of minutes no uh, do uh, um text us one double six one double seven in the meantime, we'll move over to the next game, the 5 past 2 pushback between Valkyrie C and the league leaders Valkyrie B, an intra-club derby over at QE2 in Peel. And uh, probably as expected on paper is how it's turned out, the B team uh, beating the C team by six goals to two. Yeah, and it was, it, like you say, it was expected there. Um, Kieran Gale with two, Maxine Jones, Andrea Littlejohn, Neil Jacobs and Christian Cadwell for Vikings B. And then for Valkyrie's uh, for Valkyrie's B, sorry. And then for Valkyrie's um, C, I'm just trying to find it. Apologies. Um, I can I'm I can tell you who they it. are. In fact, Ben, if you would like, go on. You do you do the honors. I will indeed. So the goal scorers for Valkyrie's C were Chris Thomas and George Krellin. And I've just had the scorers for Viking C, and they were Morvan Smith, uh, Danny Murphy, and Charlie Bell. Absolutely excellent. Thank you very much for sending those results in. Let's move into mixed division two. Three games there. Two of those were early starts, 11.05, starting with Backers Colts up against Castletown Cushags. A close game here, but it's the southern side. Cushags coming out on top by a goal to nil. Yeah, and uh, this game was really to decide who could potentially finish runners-up in this uh, in this league. And uh, Elliot Butler has come out the uh, goal scorer and winner and potentially gave Castletown Cushags that runners-up spot in this division. And the other one that started at 11.05 was between Ramsey Ravens and Valkyrie's D at QE2. Valkyrie's D, another victory for the club this weekend. The D team beating Ramsey Ravens 3-1. Yeah, great result there for uh, Valkyrie's D. Um, I'm just going through the scorers. Um... I love it because Donna Harrison, who's the Valkyrie's uh, captain, she sends an absolute brilliant report. Uh, outstanding turnout in the second half from the Blues. Standout was uh, Dean uh, Liam Rulo, uh, who gave so much energy and was able to provide, uh, was brilliant up front. Um, and I don't think she's actually put the scorers on the thing. Oh, there you well, go. I scorers have those the scorers uh, in front Ruby of me, Buchanan. Go on, Ruby Buchanan, Mark Perryman and Ollie Freer, I've got. Indeed, and the sole goal for Ramsey Ravens coming from Jenny Lantry. There we go, spot on. Excellent. And the final game in Mixed Division 2, uh, two teams at opposite ends of the table, another intra-club derby, Vikings D against Vikings E, with Vikings E knowing they would have to win against the Vikings D side that have already wrapped up the Mixed Division 2 title. Unfortunately, not to be for Vikings E, Vikings D ruthless today against their E-team, Vikings D 13, Vikings E 1. Yeah, and as I said in my preview, it was going to be a, a long, hard, uh, tough task for uh, Vikings E to get something out of it. And as you say, unfortunately, that has confirmed relegation for them. Um, have you got the uh, goal scorers for Vikings D and Vikings E? I have the goal scorers for Vikings D. So uh, Katie Eric with six goals this afternoon, a hat-trick as well for Ian Perry. Then there was a brace for Jacob Harding, so two for him. And then goals apiece for Joe Roney and someone called Sam Spooner. I wonder who he is. <laughs> has ha, has had his association with hockey morning. and Manx Radio in the last few years, I think it's fair to say. Well, finally, let's take a look at Mixed Division 3. There were three games there. 12.35, Ramsey Rookies took on Castletown Cosney. All these games took place in Mixed Division 3 at Ramsey Grammar School. The first of those, 12.35, Ramsey Rookies 2, Castletown Cosney 0. 
yeah, I, this was the first of two games I umpired today at Ramsey. And um, credit to Ramsey because they played the first half with 10 players and they went in 1-0 uh, up. And then the second half, they got full strength team, had 11 players on the pitch and they looked really good. And they caused Castletown no end of problems. I, I was going to say, have you got the scorers for the remaining games? Because it'll probably be easier for you to just read them out now, Rob. <laughs> I'm taking control. That's what I'm doing. My, fo- my phone's giving up. <laughs> well, for Ramsey rookies, it was uh, Dan Byne and Dan Stevenson were the names that uh, came over on the score sheet to us here at uh, Manx Radio to give Ramsey rookies that 2 0 win. Um, five past two pushback at Ramsey Grammar School saw Harlequins B, already crowned champions last week, up against Backers D. Harlequins B7, Backers D1. Yeah, really good performance for Harlequins B there, the second game I umpired. And. Um, yeah, backers gave them a good test. I mean, they went uh, Harlequins went one up, but then backers equalised quite quickly after. But then after that, uh, Harlequins showed their true uh, pace and um, skill, and they they went on to get the victory. And if you'd like to give us the scores. I can indeed, I certainly can. So Harlequins B's goal scorers, there was four for Callum Crellin, so a good uh, good goal scoring return for Callum Crellin today. There was also two for Corey Corkle, and then a goal as well for Tom Hurd. Absolutely brilliant. And then last but certainly not least, to round things off in the Senior Leagues this weekend, that was also at Ramsey Grammar School 335, Castletown Carrick up against Harlequin C. Castletown Carrick 1, Harlequin C 5, and uh, a very familiar name on the score sheet for Harlequin C. I don't know who you're on about. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a great great result there for Harlequin C. Yeah, really good, friendly game, I must admit, and... Everybody on the pitch was having a good laugh. Even the umpires uh, were having a good laugh. And I mean, credit to everyone who played on that pitch because it just got finished before the heavens opened in Ramsey. I know they say it's always sunny in Ramsey, but the heavens just opened as the full-time whistle went, which I think a lot of people were relieved at. But uh, yeah, great result for Harlequin C. And if you'd like to uh, read out the scorers. I can indeed. I just need to get these ones up in front of me as well. You. So my uh, my note taking is always a is always a question to my well, colleagues I can, I can here give you as well. The C so I'm just going to have to scroll back through here just to make sure that I've absolutely uh, got the right scorers in here as well. So we have the three goals for a certain Ben Cunningham and also two for Sean Dowling as well. And I don't know Ben if you have Castletown Carrick score in front of you. Oh, I I think I do. But if you come back to us, I might find it for you. Well, I was actually going to say, Ben, we are just about out of time today, but thank you very much, as always, Ben Cunningham, for joining us and giving us all the hockey analysis today. That's about all we have time for on Saturday Sport Classified this week. Thank you very much for joining us here on Manx Radio, DAB and AM 1368. We'll now be handing back over to Radio Caroline for the rest of the evening. Thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful Saturday night and a wonderful rest of your weekend as well. So from me and the team, until next time, it's bye for now. Manx Radio Sport.